I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. This is going to be our Round 11 review, kicking off at the Thursday night footy between the Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers. Parramatta came home with a 26-16 victory here. Uh, obviously, Parramatta getting a lot of troops back. Uh, Mitch Moses, uh, Blake Ferguson, and of course, Ryan Madison. This game was built up as the Ryan Madison Cup, essentially. Coming up against his old side, the Tigers, there's been so much said off-field about why Madison left, what he said before he left, all the dribble that went on. I was really disappointed to see Ryan Madison get knocked out early in that game. Would have loved to have seen him going head-to-head with the West Tigers all game, especially after Luciano Leilua scored the first try up against him. I think Luciano Leilua, he's got to be the most improved player in the NRL, surely. He has come from absolutely nowhere this year and has really turned into a tough, hard-edge forward, which, honestly, I never thought he would be. played a really good game of footy the other night, and he's had a massive, massive month over the last week. Um, Parramatta, obviously, just too good across the park. I thought the Tigers were really strong. I thought Harry Grant was incredible once again. He is one hell of a footballer. There was a big battle between between him and Reid Mahoney, battle of the future Queensland hookers. I think they're going to be fighting out for this jersey for the next 10 years. This will be like... Uh, Benny Elias and Steve Walters for 10-odd years fighting for that Kangaroos jersey. I think they're going to be two really top-shelf um, hookers in rugby league, but I just think Harry Grant is going to have too much power. Uh, it was really good to see Mitch Moses back. Um, you know, On the second or third tackle, I think it was, when he chipped and chased, just an eyes-up footy play. When Moses is confident, he's a scary, scary prospect. I would not want to be coming up against a confident Mitch Moses. If he's confident come finals time, the rest of the NRL is in some serious trouble. Friday night footy kicked off with the Manly Seagulls defeating the North Queensland Cowboys 24-12. 
Uh, I was really impressed by the Manly Seagulls here, especially their 5'8K cast. I've been talking about him for a while. I think he's a fantastic footballer. And if Dylan Walker comes back and wears the 5'8 jersey in this team, I think there's got to be a few clubs sniffing around to get their hands on this guy because he is an excellent footballer. There's not many genuine 5'8s around. And Cade Cast, he is a classic genuine 5'8. There's got to be other clubs that need him. If I was the Canterbury Bulldogs, I'd be looking into Cade Custer's contract if they can get his hands on him. At the same time, if I was Manly, I wouldn't be letting him go. It'll be interesting to see when Dylan Walker does return, what they do with him, uh, whether Walker moves back to centre and Cade Cust stays at six or if they use Cade Cust off the bench. I think he'd be better off the bench than Lachlan Croker. But I'm not convinced he isn't a better 5'8 than Dylan Walker. But it's going to be interesting to watch. As you all know, you would have listened to my Dylan Walker podcast at the start of the year. You know, he's obviously matured and developed into a fantastic little six. And 5'8 is where he wants to be. And he's a competitive little bastard. I wouldn't want to be taking on Dylan Walker for something he wants because he leaves no stone unturned. The other guy for Manly that really impressed me, he's had a fantastic season. He's really, over the last 18 months, come of age. Curtis Sirenen, he can't be far away from playing origin football. He is just setting the world alight over there in Manly, playing some great footy. Um, in the second game, we saw the Brisbane Broncos and the Melbourne Storm. To Brisbane's credit, I thought this was one of the better games they've played. The first 50 minutes, they really hung in there, and they really took the fight to the Melbourne Storm. And then they just went into second gear and blew them away. I thought Cameron Smith was sensational, as was Cameron Munster, the usual suspects. Once they get in a rhythm, the show is just over. Um, Yeah, really, it's a troublesome time for the Broncos. Not sure if you've seen over the last 48 hours or so, but um, Chris Walker on Instagram called out Brodie Croft for... Um, crocodile tears after the game because he was joking around with the Melbourne players, but the week before he was crying. You know, it's just not a good vibe. To their credit, Payne Haas has jumped on that Instagram and backed his half back in and stood up for him, which I think is a great sign from Payne Haas. He's going to be a real leader one day. I'm expecting them to bounce back and win this weekend, to be honest with you. I think they're going to come up against the Sharks, who I don't think are going as good as everyone's carrying on with. As much as I said they'd make the eight, I've been a little bit let down with what I've seen. I think Brisbane will really shape up for this game, and I think they'll put on a big performance. It's got the Super Saturday kicked off with the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Sydney Roosters up on the Central Coast. Very impressive by the New Zealand Warriors here. I think they were out to like like 8 or $9 or something ridiculous before the game. Roosters were red-hot favourites, and the Warriors, they really stuck it to them. All credit to Todd Payton. He's in a terribly difficult situation. I'm not sure if there's a coach that's been in a worse situation in the history of rugby league than Toddy Payton right, right now. He is doing an incredible job. The reality of their situation is they're away from their families the entire time. And this week, they've got some of their best players heading back to New Zealand. The morale would have been down, and he just managed to get them up for that game. One guy I want to mention in particular is Jack Hetherington from the Penrith Panthers. He's on loan to the New Zealand Warriors. And seeing him stand up to Jared Ray Hargraves the way he did, it really set the tone for the New Zealand Warriors. And another credit to Todd Payton that he's getting guys up for that game. Jack Hetherington, he's on loan. You know, you could excuse him for not playing with passion, but Todd Payton is getting the absolute best out of him. He's showing pride in that jersey. And there's a lot of other guys in the NRL playing for teams right now that they've been there for three or four years. They've grown up around that system and they're showing half the pride that Jack Hetherington was the other day for the New Zealand Warriors, who he's on loan to for a few weeks. Fantastic to see. You know, the way that Hetherington stood up to Rhea Hargraves, I don't think I've, I've seen many people do that to Rhea Hargraves before, especially a guy with that limited amount of first-grade games and experience. Just incredible stuff. Roosters, once they click into gear, they looked good, but, geez, you can really see 
that going for their third premiership in a row, the week-to-week grind, teams are up for them every single week. You saw it with the Warriors. You've seen it for the last three or four weeks. You saw the Raiders last week. They were out and beaten. They had no one to put into their team. Injuries, suspensions, everything you could think of, and they got up for their game against the Roosters. This is the reality of defending premierships, and the reality of defending two premierships is even more difficult. You're the benchmark, and you're starting to see... The Roosters get more and more tired. I think that game on the weekend also really shows the importance of Boyd Cordner. He missed the first two games of the season when the season kicked off, and you could tell there's starting to be a common denominator there. When Boyd Cordner's not there, the Roosters are not the same footy side. After that game, we saw the Sharks taking on the Dragons. Cracking game here, 28-4. to um, Sorry, 28-24. to The Sharkies got up. I thought Sean Johnson had a strong game. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see him do it against the top sides, though. It's all good and well to to, to put these bottom sides um, to the sword, but we need Sean Johnson to be doing this against the big sides because they're the games that the Sharks need to be winning. They're fine winning these games. It's all good and well. They need to be beating the top sides, and Sean Johnson needs to be playing confident footy. My Instagram followers will know about a month ago there was a guy named on the bench for the Cronulla Sharks named Royce Hunt, and I said at the time, you need to keep an eye on this kid because he has got all the ability in the world. He's just been unlucky. He played a first-grade game for Canberra about two and a half years ago and didn't get another shot at first grade after that. He's been carving up New South Wales Cup for the last few years, and he is a footballer that I absolutely love, and you saw why on Saturday night. I think he played 28 minutes and he ran for 200 metres, had 20 hit-ups, made a line break, a few tackle breaks, two offloads, 20-odd tackles. He's an incredible footballer. He's in that sort of Andrew Fafita mould, uh, that explosive front rower. I think you'll see him become more and more important to the Cronulla Sharks over the next few months. He's a he's a real player of the future. He's he's not young, sorry, so he's not really a player of the future, but he's a guy that over the next three or four years, he could be any, absolutely anything. They've got a really good young pack there. And if there's any first-grade teams out there that don't have those explosive front rowers I talk about, this is a guy you need to be looking at. Royce Hunt could be absolutely anything. that He just needs the minutes, and he just needs an opportunity somewhere. For the Dragons, there was a lot of promising signs I saw. One in particular, Zach Lomax. He has come so far over the last few months. I want you to cast your mind back to the preseason where Paul McGregor came out and praised everyone that he'd made a decision that Zach Lomax was going to be his fullback. He spent the entire preseason there at fullback. And it took three weeks before he was out of there. And he's playing his old position of center. Lomax had every reason to kick stones around and trip over his bottom lip. But he stepped up and just played some fantastic footy. I've been so impressed by Zach Lomax. I wasn't convinced he was a center originally. I'm starting to think now he is just an out-and-out strike center. He has been playing some fantastic football. And this is a guy that the Dragons cannot let leave the building. He is a fantastic footballer and a star of the future. The other two guys that have really impressed me, Ben Hunt and Cam McInnes. I said a while ago that, you know, Cam McInnes is a great footballer, but he's not a hooker in the modern game. The modern game has moved past Cam McInnes, and they finally made the move of moving Cam McInnes to lock and playing Ben Hunt at nine. Ben Hunt is the sort of hooker you need in the modern game. Now, yes, they lost but they scored 24 points. I want you to cast your mind back to the start of the season where they simply couldn't put points on the board. Now they're scoring points and they're doing it because Ben Hunt is in the middle third and he's creating opportunities. They didn't get the W on the weekend, but the Dragons, they're trending in the right direction. Saturday night wrapped up with the Canberra Raiders defeating the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 18-12. For the Canberra Raiders, a bit of a scrappy performance. I don't think they'll be overly happy with it, but considering some of their injuries, obviously, Charles Nickel Clockstead, um, I don't know what he did to his fingers. I almost made me vomit looking at it. Didn't look pretty, though. They reckon he's back in one or two 
weeks, which I can't believe. I think I'd retire if that was me. But Chan's meant to be back in one or two weeks. So they lost him. Uh, Jordan Rapana was off at one stage. Um, I'm, I'm really... They also lost Kai O'Donnell, their lock. So, you know, this is the... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Raiders, they just love being under the pump and backs against the wall and finding a way to win. Um, you know, the Rabbitohs are a handy footy side. They're missing a couple of troops themselves, but Canberra, they're just a tough, resilient bunch. They love that siege mentality. I said it last week, Ricky Stewart does it better than anyone. Craig Fitzgibbon said it on my podcast too. It's what Ricky Stewart's great at. Whether Ricky Stewart can get them to do this for the next three months or not will be very interesting, but... Fuck, I wouldn't want to back him out. We should see uh, Johnny Bateman return soon, which will be a huge plus for the Canberra Raiders. He'll bring a lot to that side. I was really impressed again with the hooker combination. Havili, he, he played 30 or 40 minutes. And then Tommy Starling played the majority of the game. I think he would have played 50-odd minutes. He looked really good. I really liked the look of him. Uh, I've heard someone refer to him as Damien Cook light, which I think is fantastic. Doesn't bring exactly what Damien Cook brings, but in little short bursts, he's a fantastic little nine. The most impressive bit about the Raiders, though, without a doubt, was their front rowers, Papali and Dunamis Louis. They were incredible. Dunamis Louis, I didn't think he was a first grader eight weeks ago, and for the last two years, he is playing fantastic footy at the moment. He was really hard done by to have a try. He's taken off him too. Fantastic ball playing. He's a tough little hombre. Josh Papali, he just does what he does every week. He is such a good footballer. In the era of these, you know, these top shelf front rowers like Adam Fanua Blake, Payne Haas, Josh Papali, he consistently flies under the radar. He never plays a bad game of footy and he shows up whenever his team needs him. For the Rabbitohs, obviously a pretty disappointing night at the office to go down to the Canberra Raiders. Uh, they lost Alex Johnson after about 20 minutes. That caused a big reshuffle and really put a lot of chaos through the side. Um, two guys that really impressed me. One's Bailey Sirenon. I think he's having a fantastic last few weeks. He's, uh, you know, he obviously had to step up and play 80 minutes this week, which, you know, doesn't sound like much. But you've got to remember a guy like Bailey Sirenon. He's not playing reserve grade at the moment, so all he's doing is playing limited minutes off the bench. For him to come in against the Canberra Raiders and play a full 80 minutes, a really good knock. The other man that really impressed me, as always, Cam Murray. He had a fantastic game. He's sort of been a little bit quieter this year. The attacking stats haven't come because the Rabbitohs aren't as potent through the centre third, but I thought he was fantastic the other night. 16 runs, 40 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, two offloads, and 56 tackles. There's a lot of locks that are playing great footy at the moment, but don't forget Cam Murray. His team's not firing like they should be, but individually, he is playing some fantastic footy. The other man, Jack Johns, who made his debut the other night, he came off the bench. He played 52 minutes. Another guy, you've got to remember, he's not playing reserve grade footy. That's the first footy Jack Johns has played since the end of last year. So for him to come out and do that, put on a knock like that in his first game of first grade, very impressive stuff. He's obviously got the last name, and I think he's got a big future in the NRL. Has he got the ball 
Sunday afternoon kicked off with the Canterbury Bulldogs getting a remarkable victory over the Newcastle Knights. Once again, Newcastle short short price favourites here, and the Bulldogs they just do what they do. They're a gritty mob. They just hang in games of footy. I was really impressed by their spine. I thought Four and Lewis and Jeremy Marshall King were fantastic. Foran is always just leading from the front. He's just such a good ball runner. We've seen him for the last 10 years, you know, when he burst on the scene with Manly. He was the first guy to really dig into the line and impose his body on the line. And sort of, you know, he's not really spoken about as a guy that changed the game, but he changed the game for five eights. That's now, that's a basic skill for a five eight to have. You look at what Kiri does. You look at the way that Mick Morgan does it when he plays it. They dig into the line. They're willing to take hits to create space for others. And this is what Foran does so well. He's such a tough little bastard. And you could 100% forgive him for not doing it anymore considering his injuries, but he continues to do it week in, week out. I thought Lachlan Lewis's try assist to Aiden Tolman was fantastic. His last tackle, you know, you sort of drilled into you. You know, you have to get that kick in on last tackle. He played a cool head. He looked up. He played eyes up footy, played what was in front of him, and put Aiden Tolman over. You know, it wasn't a difficult try assist, but it was a mature head try assist, and it's what Lachlan Lewis does, what Lachlan Lewis does best when he plays eyes up footy and looks at what's in front of him. He, he, you know, he's one of those guys. He's got the ability to think fast but play slow, which is the sort of skills you see from a mature half. Really good game from him. I thought Ray- Raymond Vitalo Mariner was also fantastic. It, th- this guy has just been sitting in reserve grade or sitting on the Bulldogs bench for far too long. He is an out-and-out first grader, and he needs to continue playing on this edge. He was fantastic. For the Knights, a really tough day at the office. First of all, they lost they, they lost Andrew McCulloch. Connor Watson came on, then they lost him, and they're both gone for the season. It is a massive, massive loss for the Newcastle Knights. Interesting to see if they can recover from this because that was a pretty scary game for the Newcastle Knights. I know they're not a wet weather team, but you have to do better than that. I know they lost those two key players, which is going to, which was massive on Sunday, and it's going to be massive for their season. But they need to show a better attitude. And Adam O'Brien, he nailed it up perfectly after the game, saying that he felt that he thinks that the Newcastle Knights at the moment feel like they're entitled. They showed up there on Sunday expecting to get a win. And it didn't go that way. And the Bulldogs, they were willing to fight for every bone and they got it done. One guy I want to mention, and he's been spoken about a lot on social media as, you know, the most improved player in the comp. I'm willing to almost call him one of the most consistent players in the comp too. Kurt Mann. He had a fantastic game the other night. Had to jump into dummy half and just did a fantastic job. He's a guy come origin time that I think Queensland might be turning to to play in the centres. There's pretty low stocks there and he's a guy that at the moment he's in incredible form and you can rely on him to do a job. The Penrith Panthers defeating the Gold Coast Titans 22-14 wrapped up round 11 of the NRL. Penrith um, you know, they've they've just they're, they're a young squad, so you've got to understand they're not going to put these teams to the sword all the time. It's the reality of their squad, I think. They're a very young, relaxed bunch of blokes, and I think you know when they're when they're that dollar ten, dollar twenty favourites like they were on the on Sunday afternoon, you can't rely on them to put forty points on these teams. I think they've still got a little bit of complacency in them. And that just comes with experience, unfortunately. I mean, in that game, they were missing Dylan Edwards. They were missing Kikau, missing a couple of guys there. They had to have a quick little reshuffle there, and they did a good job. I think, you know, I spoke about him at the start of the year, and before a ball was kicked, I said he's sort of, he's in that Greg Inglis and that Israel Folau mould, Stephen Crichton. When you see him in space, oh my God, he is just 
incredible. He's going to be such a talented footballer, and I think they'd have to be considering moving him to fullback soon. I've, I've said it a few times now. I just think you need to unlock this kid and get him out of that corridor. There was a moment early in the game where he floated over to the right-hand side, and he just looks so dangerous coming onto that ball. And he's just one of those guys, when he has the ball in his hands or the ball's coming to him, everything just stops. He's got time. I think they need to start using him more and more in this game. Obviously, kick out was a big loss for them. They brought in Tyron May, and he played majority of the game on the left edge. I expected Billy Burns to come in, but Tyron May played there, and defensively did a really good job. Made 30-odd tackles and really held his own. Another guy that really impressed me the other day was James Fisher-Harris. He's having an incredible season. He's been just so impressive. 20-odd hit-ups, a tackle break. He's just He just does everything for that team. He holds them together. Another great performance by the halves too. Cleary and um, Jerome Luai. They both just pay an incredible game of tempo. I mentioned last week um, Isaac John talking about it, and he said, you know, it's got Trent Barrett written all over it, which it 100% does. They take on the line at completely different tempos. They mix and change it up all the time. Defensive lines, they're just not comfortable against them, and they've got so many strike weapons around them that they're just creating a heap of time for. They're going to be a real handful this year. I'm not sure if they're the real deal in 2020. I think they're probably 12 months away from being real premiership contenders when we get to the uh, crunch end of the season. For the Titans, I thought their halfback, Jamal Fogarty, you know, he's really come into a tough situation. I think he's had a few cracks at first grade here. He's finally made it. He's just doing really well there. He's a tough little hombre. He's the sort of halfback you want. He leads from the front. That try he scored, that was just all determination. Very impressive stuff. Thanks for tuning in again to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you go and listen to our interview yesterday with New Zealand legend Clinton Torpy. A fantastic chat through his career. He talks about his highs and lows at the New Zealand Warriors, his first grade debut, playing in the 2002 Grand Final, eventually leaving the Warriors. Talks about the guys that had an impact on him, whether it be Stacey Jones or the great Ali Lawatiti. A fantastic chat about a couple of Kiwi legends there. He also speaks about his achievements in the New Zealand Kiwis side where, you know, he he's the only bloke to score two hat-tricks against the Kangaroos, which is just an incredible effort. He also speaks about, you know, a crazy day where the New Zealand Kiwis were in camp and they went down to uh, get breakfast at the, uh, at the hotel bar and it just happened to be the Kangaroos were standing in this, were staying in the same hotel and a certain halfback who's uh, now known as the eighth immortal, came up to him and tried to convince him to uh, to leave the New Zealand Warriors and come to the Newcastle Knights. Just a crazy chat and an unbelievable story that Clinton has to tell. Stay tuned over the next few days. We'll have three podcasts dropping, starting with our Minutes That Matter podcast that we released last week, which seemed to be a really big hit. Had a lot of messages in my DMs. You guys really enjoyed that one. So we'll be keeping that one on the regular rotation. Then we'll have our Round 12 preview podcast where we look at everything in round 12 and finally we'll have our round 11 top five players really tough week this week in rainy conditions it becomes hard for guys to stand out so we're going to have to dig deep to find our top five looking forward to bringing those three to you for the rest of the week stay tuned next week we've got isaac john on our podcast that'll be dropping next week so i'll put up on my instagram story some questions for isaac john he of course you know he played for penrith Manly, the Warriors, he represented the Cook Islands and the Kiwis, a really champion bloke who has possibly done his best work after footy, started up his business, YKTR, I'm sure you'd all be into it, or listen to his, his podcast, The Ice Project, a fantastic guy that's someone that I've sort of looked up to and inspired me to get into podcasting and social media and everything, so I'm really looking forward to that one, that'll be coming next week. Thanks for tuning in once again, keep kicking the corners, and remember to always play smart footy. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.